Frank, 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 Frank. It is time to talk about putting XAML on the web. We've talked about this many times. <laughs> There's many things that can do it. You can do it with some Uno. You can do it with other open source projects. And you can do it with your own library, Frank. The Hui. The we, we, we. Why did you name we? it we? We. Because <laughs> I'm silly. I wanted a name that was silly and short, but it does have a meaning. Object-oriented UI. Because what I was what I was finding was like I actually didn't mind DOM programming like HTML, um, JavaScript programming. What am I saying? Manipulating the DOM through code. I actually don't mind that API too much. What I did mind was JavaScript. <laughs> so what I set out to do, uh, the DOM is a very object-oriented API. I wanted a very simple object-oriented user interface layer for building simple apps. So we short, mm-hmm. cute. And I like saying it, you know, you should, it should make you smile, your project names. I thought it, maybe you're just in a French mood that day. And I took many years of French and just figured with we, like, yes. Can, can you build it with we? Or can you do it? <laughs> like, can I put Xamarin Forms on the web? We, right? Um, we, bien we. sûr. <laughs> we, we. Uh, uh, yes, I, I'm usually in a French mood. I, I studied French too. So <laughs> anytime I can get get a little French joke in. I'm totally there for it. Uh, shout out to JB. <laughs> Hope you're listening, JB. So why are we talking about this again, Frank? Because if you remember, I'm going to go back. I'm going to literally go into the Google Bing machine. I'm going to say Monty Magno Xamarin Forms website. Let's see if this comes up. Building an ASP.NET Core website with Xamarin Forms, XAML, and we. I wrote this blog post Two years ago, three years ago, a long time ago, Frank. That's a long time. (laughs) I don't know. It was a long time ago. Actually, let me go to my GitHub, github.com slash James Montemango slash soundbite FM, soundbite, soundbite, soundbite. Three years ago. Look at, I'm going to look at August 2018, nearly three, over three years ago. Over more, <laughs> almost three years ago, I did this and I launched soundbite.fm, the podcast network that, you know, it's a network. This is a private repo, so no one can see it. But I put a whole, I put a crap ton of XAML on the web and uh, it was interesting. It was a fun experiment in time. I enjoyed it and it worked great for my exact needs, uh, which was a website on the internet. <laughs> that that, uh, <laughs> that I'm not good at I'm not good at the web, but I did it, and I wrote a whole blog post about it. So why are we talking about this again, Frank? Uh, we are talking about it because for years people asked me what the heck is going on with we, and I wanted to go on record of saying a few things about it and how I see it and its status and all that. But also because someone sent out a really cool tweet of a website they made with it. And, you know, uh, part of me, I was also waiting to see how Blazor exactly shook out. Because it Mm. wasn't always clear from the beginning how big Blazor was going to be, what could you do with it, that kind of stuff. And so I wasn't sure what uh, Wii's place in the world was with um, Blazor and all of that. But I think um, I'm starting to make some um, decisions on all of that. And I just wanted to talk about the, the future of it, but also in a bigger context, because one of the reasons I wrote it three years ago was because that was when we were uh, getting .NET Core. That's what was coming out. And that was a very exciting product for me because they made it super easy to, at the command line, say .NET New, 
code up some C sharp or some F sharp, whatever, say .NET run, and there you go, presto bango, you have an app. And that was pretty much the smoothest scenario we've ever gotten into in .NET. And I was so excited for it. And what I wanted was a stupid, simple cross-platform UI layer. And what is the simplest cross-platform thing out there? It's the web. So it, it's it was born in an age when I was super excited about all this web stuff. But um, the web stuff has certainly changed over time, too. And it's made me think about whether we still has a place and all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, when you, like you said, when you created, we originally, I don't think it was even really for Xamarin forms on the web, right? It was like, you wanted to right. put a, like a button click thing on a, like a net Arduino <laughs> or something like that. Like, what was it for? Yeah, exactly. Uh, for a Raspberry Pi, I was writing a lot of like little robot programs. And for a little robot program, you want a little user interface, you know, a few buttons for commands, a few text boxes to display some numbers. And I wanted that to be the most minimal amount of code possible. What happened, though, was um, I ended up copying like the DOM API, like I was saying. But that created a great foundation to build a backend for Xamarin Forms upon. So what I did then was I built a backend for Xamarin Forms. Xamarin Forms has had a pluggable backend system for a while. That's how it works on iOS and Android and Windows and the Linux mm -hmm. and the Macs because you can change out the backend. So I wrote a Wii backend for um, Xamarin Forms, and that's what enabled people to take their iOS and Android apps and try to make a, um, a web version. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think what was cool about your approach is it sort of is to some extent what reminds me of like the Blazor server approach, right? Which is it's kind of, well, it's using in that case, SignalR, but you're using WebSockets, correct? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, um, and then obviously Blazor WebAssembly is like a WebAssembly version of it. So it's like running your C-sharp code in the browser. Now, now I think there is a WebAssembly version of Wii, correct, for this? Yes, there is. And I'm pretty sure I released before Blazor. So I yeah. just want to make sure. <laughs> Give you credit. Giving Frank the credit. And then, like, <laughs> and that's how Uno works, too. So Uno does that. But that's not a XAML or XAML inform XAML. It's like a UWP XAML stuff on the web as well. Um, and I'm sure there's other ones out there. Because like you said, it's, there's even XAML forms as a pluggable backend. And, and you could really even take Wii and then extend it. But what you did is you took kind of like, here's ASP.NET Core, and then all of your pages and your routing and stuff is all handled gracefully in that in that, in that ASP.NET Core system. But then you can also still build like a web API or blend in different pieces of other pieces of technology in ASP.NET. ASP like you wouldn't have to have your entire app as Wii, I assume. You could kind of... Right plug and play because that's how ASP.NET Core works. Yes, absolutely. But uh, that was also somewhat of a design mistake. It's tricky when you're trying to write a general purpose framework, right? You, you want to satisfy everyone. And for me, the way I personally use Xamarin Forms, I always use it as embedded Xamarin Forms. You know, I start with the native app and then put in some Xamarin Forms into my native app. Hmm. A lot of other people <laughs> don't share that, and they're going for that 100% code reuse, write the app 100% in Xamarin Forms. And in that case, exposed probably my 
biggest design flaw in the current version of Wii, the biggest flaw I want to fix, is I don't support the navigation stack. Hmm. So while it's super beneficial, you can write uh, any ASP.NET website and embed Wii in it. So that's super cool. You can do things as you're normally comfortable with, you know, don't change anything. But this one page, (laughs) you want to make more reactive or whatever, better, in other words. And you can do that. But what I sacrificed was supporting Xamarin Forms navigation. Hmm. And that's a place where Blazor kicked my butt, James. And I'm like so angry that I didn't do as good a job at navigation as they did. However, easy web tricks, man, I can do it. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to uh, get Xamarin Forms navigation working. Oh, very cool. Yeah, because like right now, what at least I... You know, I have a pretty old version. I think I haven't updated in three years, <laughs> yeah, like I you said. Do. <laughs> um, but it totally works. You can go to soundbite.fm and it totally is right there. But what I did is I, you know, I created a controller for each one of my pages. And then on the get index for that controller, it basically loads up the Wii page for all intents and purposes. I create a new like index page or a feed page or a podcast page, um, which is you know, XAML, and then I just shove it in there and I say, here you go, you know, here's the element, kind of how you had it. So even in that regard, it's pretty minimal. And then I think I made you, if I remember, I made you create a, um, where's my index page? It's it's a special. Oh, it does it. It's, it's not a, special. It's, well, I thought I made you do a, like, URL link or something like that on a label, right? Is that a thing? <gasps> Okay, that was special. I forgot about that, James. That was special. Yeah. <laughs> what did we... We kind of invented a new Xamarin Forms control a little bit. Um, I, I forget exactly how that worked, but it, it navigation basically was my big design flaw because mm. what I was concentrating on was single-page applications. Yeah. And so I failed at the design of a multi-page application, which turns out, you know, every real application has multiple pages. And sometimes you want to do a URL link. Sometimes you want to do a Xamarin navigation link. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might want to do some tricky DOM thing because I give you access to the the DOM. Mm -hmm. So you can do crazy browser things also, like just changing the dot location on an iframe or something like that. Yeah, we created a link view and a link label. And a link view is kind of like <laughs> a content view. You can wrap anything in it. So you can put an image inside of it. And then a link label is just that and has an href in it. And um, I'll tell you, like, it totally works great for exactly what my use case was. And I think I even have, I don't know, I have some crazy logic that's like, is mobile. And then I do all these mobile adjustments. So if I know that you're on a phone, kind of like CSS, right? But I just, yeah. when you navigate to the page, I'm like, oh, if you're on mobile, like, okay, shrink this stuff down and adjust these things. I spent a lot of time on it. I'm pretty impressed with <laughs> myself, by the way. Like it has converters and it has images and links and it parses and it has lists of data inside of it and all sorts of good stuff. Um, it's, I mean, if I'm building, if I'm building, building, you know, I'm not a web developer. So I guess if I was building a website, this might be one of the approaches I would really take or I'd hire a web developer to like go make a really, really beautiful website, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you know, um, I think my design was always for applications. So like an internal enterprise kind of application 
or for me personally, it was a .NET tool because I love how the you can uh, like .NET install tool global blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. we've created a software distribution system. I love that, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was thinking about using We to build UIs for that. But truth is, I mean, it's running on the ASP.NET tech stack. It's running on the .NET tech stack. It can handle public-facing internet traffic, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it is it is not a Microsoft product and all that, so you, you, you don't really have anyone you can go to for support. I think that that's probably its um, other big failing, but I can't help with that problem, so I'm just going to focus on the technological problems. One thing I wanted to gloat about that I thought you were going to mention was you made me add a really important feature was, that is... Um, Although like your Xamarin form page should like load some XAML and initialize and then execute and then render the page, uh-huh. uh, you wanted good SEO. So I pre-render all of the HTML into the page and I beat Blazor to that one too. So, <laughs> so uh, it's actually good for SEO also. So if you do want to put this on a public facing thing, it, it works for that. Oh, that's a good point too. Yeah. So in in a lot of times when we're talking about you know a, a web assembly version that's like an offline version of an app you might bundle that up into like a desktop app or might just have it internally or something else but here what you're saying is that yeah there's on every single page there's information about it seo about it and and for all intents and purposes it it it's like you said is seo friendly so you'd be kind of good to go yeah, because the easy way to implement a system like this is when someone uh, contacts the website, the website says, uh, here's a tiny little script, please connect to a WebSocket, and then the WebSocket will tell you the rest to do. But the problem is you don't get any SEO for that. So instead, what this one does is you contact the website, it initializes your page, executes the initializer for your page, renders that to HTML, spits that out, mm. then tells it to connect to the WebSocket, and then orchestrates the diff between the two. So it won't even send down the whole page again. Very efficient algorithm. Oh, well. Very proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but enough gloating. <laughs> um, so the, the next big failing with it right now, and this is just totally my fault, um, it does not have Xamarin Forms 5 support. Mm. Now, truth be told, not much changed in Xamarin Forms 5, but the problem is when you're a backend, every little change affects things. And so while there wasn't actually a big API difference, there was just a small API difference, and therefore it doesn't work with Xamarin Forms 5. And that's just been my bad. <laughs> um, I should have had that out a lot sooner. Fortunately, there is a wonderful community around We, and people have submitted PRs for it. So my job is mostly just do some code review and get that puppy out there. Yeah, you know, I, I think the other biggest thing is like I was building just a standalone website that didn't have a mobile application. So like it was totally fine. I didn't actually care what version of Xamarin Forms was in there because also you only support a certain amount of controls. I don't think you have every single control that's inside of Xamarin Forms, as I'm, I'm pretty sure you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I only give like a carousel view or things like that in there. Um, but, you know, I think when you're when you're going about and saying like, oh, I have a mobile app and I want to create like a web thing too, you might want to reuse the the code a hundred percent, or at least be able to copy and link things here and there. And that might be another reason that 
it's important to have the version number, just NuGet versions makes everything easier. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know me. I'm just aiming for easy, easy, easy. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to get like everything under one framework and all of that. But um, it's 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 just tricky uh, keeping up with all the platforms and things. Plus, uh, the another big change that has come up. You said that this also runs under WebAssembly, hmm. and the way WebAssembly works is completely changing with .NET six. And so I've also just been kind of sitting back kind of watching how it all has changed over time. I even did a Twitch show where I was trying to update Wii's WebAssembly support, mm. but it's such a wild, wild west right now with .NET 5 and .NET 6 merging Mono and .NET Core that <laughs> you just can't find anything. Links are unstable. You know, a link that works one day doesn't work the next day. Code gets moved from this repo to that repo. It's mirrored in that repo. The CI server changes. All this stuff will shake out once .NET 6 is released. But I've basically, we've basically had a year or more of instability, which is great. <laughs> great things come out of instability. But it's just been, it's been hard to update we without knowing how it's all going to shake out. Yeah, you also, at the same time, you know, are going to have the big flip in this fall, which is moving over to Don and Maui from Xamarin Forms. I, I was saving that for later. Don't jump ahead. Okay. But yeah, we got it. We'll get to that for sure. Yeah. Maui is the biggest change. Absolutely. Um, because Maui is the architectural change. So these little, the .NET 4.4 whatever to 5, that was just a few little APIs appeared or disappeared. I got to change a little something. It's really not that bad. Whereas Maui is basically a rewrite and <laughs> start from scratch because the way you write backends in Maui is significantly different from how you do it in um, Xamarin Forms. And I think significantly easier from my understanding. Yeah, it should be. It should be. I'm just, you know, I, I, ha I don't have the experience. So I'm like knocking on wood and I'm, I'm just hoping for all this stuff. Um, but they're up to like preview three or something. And mm -hmm. word on the street is they're going to not change too much anymore. <laughs> so hopefully I can start building against it and start getting at least some basic versions of Wii out there. I've actually talked to a couple people on the Xamarin Forms team, and they said they'd actually be interested in seeing the Wii backend just to know that their, their backend API is nice and pluggable like it should be. Oh, nice. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So what has kind of been your feedback on this thing? Like, and as far as like moving it forward or progressing it at all? Well, I think the hardest thing is, um, what is the difference between this and Blazor and Uno? Hmm. Because those are the big contenders right now. If you want to write client side web applications, those are kind of your choices right now. Uh, and, and that's, Xamarin forms through we and uh so I like I said I, I was waiting to see what shook out and what shook out is people are still interested in this approach you know um I wasn't sure if it was gonna be a flash in the pan like people would say they're interested but then move on to one of the other platforms uh because especially because Blazor is so good and Uno are mm -hmm. they're both so good you know these are high quality products here um but they're 
they are different enough that people still have a desire for my approach to work. And that's been kind of inspirational for me. Uh, There was a tweet pretty recently, and I'm scrolling real fast because I don't want to get the name wrong here, Um, but uh, Christian uh, Agredo wrote a new website, just uh, maybe just a login page, but really nicely uh, done in Xamarin Forms, but executed through Wii using XAML built the login page. It's very pretty because they're a good graphics person. And I love it. And it was inspiring. And I was like, gosh darn it, I need to do better at my open source job and get at least (laughs) Xamarin Forms 5 first, maybe navigation, and then uh, Maui version coming after that. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that for me, the other use case that I've had, which I probably haven't told you about, but like now I for building websites. But the one thing that I did is I often build like plugins or little libraries for .NET, like say monkey cache, for example. Right. And monkey cache supports everything under the, the, the sun yeah. when it comes to um, this, including ASP.NET. So I needed mm-hmm. a test harness for ASP.NET when I was using this and I went ahead and I just created a Xamarin forms app. And I think I had Xamarin forms for like everything, including like Mac desktop and like all these, cause I was wanted to test it everywhere in these different scenarios. And I literally in my test project is I have a ASP.net, you know, ASP.net core website running. We as my test harness to test the <laughs> API to see what happened on the web. So it's like this other thing, which is to your point is like, oh, I needed a button click thing on a raspberry Pi. I'm like, oh, I needed a website where I could like do a few button clicks. Right. And, and I'm not a. I'm not a, a, a web person. Uh, I've done a little bit of blazer now and I think blazer feels pretty at home for me, but then I was like, Oh, this is cool because literally I can, you know, copy and, and reuse all the same XAML, um, in there. And, and that to me was intriguing. Yeah. What I've kind of concluded is that blazer is amazing, but blazer is basically amazing ASP.net because it's still, you're writing HTML templates. It's mm. that style of programming. And HTML template programming is different from XAML programming. It's it's a subtle difference, but it's there. They're both templating languages. They're both for building UIs. But um, the data model, the way you approach the app, mm-hmm. the way you think about threading, all that's very different in those two programming models, even though they're both kind of this template-based thing. And what I've decided is, you know, we're, we're mobile developers. <laughs> I, I'm, I think I'm going to get a bell for Visual Basic every time I bring it up. But <laughs> Visual Basic has always been my guide star. I want to be able to write apps, very simple apps and very small amounts of code. And Xamarin Forms gives you that. The really cool thing is we is really small. And it's only using the .NET standard version of uh, Xamarin Forms, which itself is very small. So Mm. you can build a nice, tight little app without bringing in a whole bunch of junk um, using Xamarin Forms and Wii. It's just a nice, tight little package. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm really intrigued. I think, you know, there's the other flip side, which is like, oh, I'm already a web developer and now I want to go to mobile. And that's where where you really see uh, Blazor, the mobile bindings, and .NET MAUI coming to light this fall. Like the, the mobile 
laser yeah. things are already there, but they're going to be integrated this fall in .NET 6 and .NET MAUI. And that's actually really exciting if you're a web developer that once you use Razor and templating everywhere, and then the, the flip side of that is not quite the same yet, right? You know, there's only so many finite um, days, uh, hours in a day, <laughs> days in a month, you don't, months in a no, year. No, James, time does not exist. <laughs> You know, it is funny, though, like I'm I'm excited for the Blazor mobile bindings because it's a programming model. It's a different programming model from XAML. It's a different programming model from Visual Basic. It's a different programming model from Fabulous, which I also like, and Comet, all of those ones. And I don't know if I'm going to love it for mobile development or not, but I'm certainly going to give it a try. I'm going to write, you know, Frank's stupid app number six. Actually, I should do that. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be a good fun show. Think of a silly app to write and just give it a go. Because I'm always interested in programming models. My goal is to write as small amount of code as possible when I write an app. So I'm always looking for good frameworks and that kind of stuff. But um, my happy, comfortable spot is with object-oriented UIs. That means objects properties and events <laughs> you knew up that button yes yeah yeah sign yourself to that click event and yeah move on with your life there you go i'm happy with it i'm excited about the new different models and being able to i'm always excited about everything i think that's one really nice thing about all the different platforms and stacks but i know definitely in net since there's a lot of lineage there there's a lot of different ways of building applications. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. It's like almost too much right. choices if you're brand new, which is why I've yeah. always said, like, just learn the thing that's in the box. You know, I've, I've always been a fan of, oh, well, you know, should I learn this thing and do this thing and do this thing? It's like, well, learn the thing that's in the box because that's the thing that is going to be supported and the thing that's going to be the base for all the other things. And then if you want, go over here, over here, over here, right? Like if you go just to we and you aren't learning the fundamentals of XAML and data binding and all this stuff. And that's not the world you want to be in. It may not be the right product for you at the end of the day or Xamarin Forms or Uno or, or, or Avalon or any of the products, right? There's so many different of these things out there, but it is nice to see the fabulous, the common experiment, the, the different ways of coding and building different apps, because I liked what you said earlier. I know I'm kind of rambling at this point, 26 <laughs> minutes in, but is, is these simple apps, right? And sometimes you're, you're POCing something and you just want to get something out there I'm, or I'm building a test harness or I'm just doing that. Cause again, often we ship minimal apps to the app store. Like you and I ship, we ship minimal apps, right? How many apps are in your apps or under your account? Well, like six or seven, maybe something like that. Eight oh, well tops? I have historical and Apple shows you your historical apps forever, but, uh, let's go with five or six. Right. I have, I have five or six in the apps or historically maybe up to 10, you know what I mean? But how many yeah. apps have we, how many little, little tiny apps have we just created, used for a little bit and thrown away or use them thousands. as tests? Thousands. Uh, you know what I, I mean? mean <laughs> yeah. I mean, perhaps without exaggeration. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's how scary that is. Yeah, absolutely. Huh? Um, that, I, I like that. And that's what I was saying about, that's what it's, .NET inspired me, .NET Core inspired me, the simplicity of that programming model. I was like, okay, I want something, I want a UI library with that same simplicity. But, <laughs> uh, gosh, I just got to thinking, um, 
that's something else I should promise on this podcast because I'm I'm just making a whole bunch of promises on this show right here. Uh, I definitely want to make sure that Fabulous is working with We also because that's another fun programming model too that I use a lot because I enjoy writing little F sharp scripts, and you know how it is like you start with a script. And then it gets a little bit longer. And then you realize, maybe I shouldn't be hard coding all the input data at the top. So then you add a command line parameter. And now you've created a command line tool. And you're just like, I start feeling gross at that point. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to do is, at that point, before I start adding command line arguments, that I just put some Wii code in there. Or I just put some Xamarin Forms code in there and pop up a proper UI instead of, you know disgusting command line argument parsing <laughs> and yes i'm being silly for a reason but you know you know what i'm talking about oh i know what you mean i know what you mean yeah uh, especially with all those net tools coming out like when uh miguel released uh gui.cs and gosh darn it someone needs to finish that uh xamarin forms backend the gui.cs oh, backend cool. yeah so uh if you're not familiar that is using the ANSI drawing capabilities of modern terminals to do your classic old DOS UIs and I don't know what, what Unix UIs, you know, <laughs> the text mode UIs. Uh, Miguel Ding wrote a wonderful library for that called GUI.cs. Um, but um, we really need a Xamarin Forms back end so that we can build those apps in XAML. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty awesome. I like to do that and then do a demo where it's like I have the same XAML running in like a Linux like terminal, like a Windows terminal and then a Mac terminal, just like the same thing. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Wouldn't it be fun? That'd yeah. be funny. <laughs> uh, so at, at what point should I start saying Maui instead of Xamarin Forms? You're just going to like flip a switch in my head, right? And tell me when. Yeah, you, I mean, you'll hear, you'll, you'll know. You'll know. <laughs> you'll know. There will be know. a party. There's going to be, a, there's going to be, a th you know, there's going to be a time. I did a video, YouTube video not too long ago, which was called like, should I wait for .NET MAUI or learn Xamarin right, forms right, today, right. right? I think we did a whole episode on it. Oh, we may have. Yeah. And I'm still under the, I'm still under the, the go, which is all in on Xamarin forms, probably up until, uh, I want to say, well, let's see, November is when Maui ships. So September maybe? Because like two months out, you know, whenever the RC drops, probably, right? That's when I would mm -hmm. probably be like, okay, now I'm going to, yeah. like, when is the documentation going to be updated? When's the learn, right? There, all these things get planned with time, like the website and all these things. Mm -hmm. You're like, I think you'll just naturally, hopefully, get an essence of you'll see less Xamarin and Xamarin Forms things and more .NET MAUI things everywhere. And then you'll sort of naturally know if, if, that's, if the team's doing <laughs> it right, at least. But you'll also, because I work at Microsoft and I'm very close to this team, there will be a there'll be a flip of the switch where I, I basically just go all in on that. But I still think that a lot of the the basic building blocks of everything that you learned in Xamarin Forms or the code that you wrote naturally apply and come over, right? Yeah. It's it's up to Frank in his back end yeah. to update to Maui <laughs> and then you to change a few lines, a few namespaces in your code. Right. I mean, that's the 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 nice thing from a developer, a user of the of the framework's uh, point of view. So 
Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks for making that clear. I don't know if I made it clear yet. When I say I'm doing a rewrite, that's because I'm an idiot and wrote a backend for a UI system. So, you know, you got to live with your choices in life. Um, th- that's good, too. And I-, I realized I also made a mistake. One of the reasons that I was delaying on the Xamarin Forms 5 is because I kept thinking, well, Maui's right around the corner. Why should I even bother? But, <laughs> you know, obviously people love updating their nougats. Obviously, mm-hmm. I knew I should have realized that everyone's just going to update their nougats regardless of anything else. <laughs> and yeah. They're all going to go Xamarin Forms 5. So that's another one of my many excuses for why I haven't released this yet. Well, you know, the nice thing with Xamarin Forms 5, since it is the last major release, all it means is that they'll just be service releases, which should right. be... Once you're good, this version can live <laughs> on until Xamarin Forms fully goes away in a year and a half, right? So. For all of eternity, yeah. No, the, a year and a half might be the support end, but I think it's going to live on a little longer. Oh. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. We'll get people to convert. We got to rewrite every blog that's ever existed. <laughs> the, but we'll get this thing converted. The, the time in which it won't, which will be when iOS or Android makes a significant yeah. breaking change and for some reason, something in, in Xamarin Forms fundamentally is broken. That hasn't really ever happened. <laughs> so Yeah, uh, not since iOS 7-ish. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you can always extend it and create a custom renderer. So it's like you could probably work around yeah. many of those issues without having to convert your code. So you're right. Like, yeah, maybe the official supporting quotes may end November 2022 or whatever. But no, there'll be much much code for a long time in the world. <laughs> yeah. like, that's what happens. That's, that's how it yeah. is. So, yeah. uh, visual basic reference, insert visual basic reference here. There you go. Boom. Uh, <laughs> well, that was fun. Thank, thanks for letting me do a little, um, public on air. We update. So in case I buried the lead, no, we is not dead. Yes. It was a little bit on hiatus because I wasn't sure about its future, but, um now it's a little more clear how everything's shaking out and i will get back to work yeah stop slacking on your free open source project (laughs) get back to work frank um i want to thank everyone for tuning in don't forget that we do have a discord channel you go to mergeconflict.fm there's a discord button you can go ahead and tap on that we also have a patreon subscription too where you can get exclusive podcasts every single week so if you like hearing frank and i every week you can get an extra 10 to 15 minutes it's it's something. There's something. There's something. Uh, Every week, there's something. <laughs> there's literally something. Yes. And also, you get the podcast early. So if you want our podcast earlier, boom, you can totally get that. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.